0: girlfriends episode number 152 stay healthy through the holidays hello and welcome to girlfriends i'm danielle bean i'm a wife and a mom and i'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace balance and joy in family living this week we're talking about what seems impossible maintaining some of our healthy habits through the holiday season. I can't wait to take on this important topic. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends. How are you? Thanks for being here. Thank you always for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I hope your Advent is going well. I'm pre-recording this, so it's really just the start of Advent, but you'll be well underway by the time you're listening to this so i'm hoping it's going well for you and remember this okay even if you haven't even begun advent in your heart it's never too late to get started even if you know you're listening to this to this the day before christmas it's not too late to prepare yourself for jesus is coming it's not too late to make a plan for advent for this season give yourself a break so but we're not going to talk about advent this week we are talking about staying healthy through advent and beyond. And, you know, I said in the intro, this seems impossible, doesn't it? And I think, first of all, that's the the first mindset I want to kind of help you through, because I know I've done this where it's like, I can't even think about taking care of myself with exercise or what I eat or, you know, getting proper rest or whatever it is because it's the holiday season, right? We we can kind of just tack on that excuse. And that's the temptation, right? To just completely cross it off the board. That's something I'm going to deal with when I'm making New Year's resolutions. So in the meantime, anything goes. Well, you know what? That actually adds up to like six to eight weeks of really unhealthy settling into bad habits. And it's not necessary. And you kind of feel like garbage. <laughs> I know I've done this before. When I when I feel like I'm too stressed, I'm too busy, there's too much going on, there's too much you know festive food and drink around, there's no way I'm gonna maintain any kind of semblance of healthy habits. So here I go, diving headfirst into bad habits. So I just wanna encourage you, first of all, if that's your mindset right now, if you're thinking I cannot even begin, then I wanna encourage you just to switch that a little bit and realize it is possible i'm not saying be on a diet through the holidays i mean i don't think anybody should ever be on a diet actually um for sure it's good to you know maintain control over what you're eating and be um you know intentional about what you're eating and have a plan and all of that and or maybe even go through a, a period of time where you really are working hard at attempting to lose weight for sure the holidays is not a good time to be doing that So really, what I want to encourage you to do today is to consider some ways that maybe you don't have to throw the whole thing out. Some ways that you can continue taking care of yourself in a way that's going to help you to feel better, to have more energy, to not feel like a giant slug on January 1st when you wake up in the morning and got to make those resolutions not to hate yourself at that point. So, um, I just want to recommend some practical things and I'm not going to tell you that you can't have Christmas cookies. You can't drink the eggnog. You can't have the wine. I mean, you know, I find that so annoying when, <laughs> actually, I mean, not, I, I don't find other people's eating habits annoying. I, I find it annoying when, um, Like, I'll get these emails in my inbox from different recipe websites. I I love recipe websites. I get a bunch of emails from them. Um, But there'll be things like slimmed down Thanksgiving mashed potatoes or, you know, uh, Christmas cookies with lower sugar or whatever it is. Um, I I find that annoying because (laughs) these are holidays and these are traditional recipes. And, yeah, sure, if you're trying to eat less whatever carbs or fat or sugar or whatever you're trying to cut down on – um, yeah, you can do slimmed down versions of recipes, but like, especially those Thanksgiving recipes, my family would have a fit if I didn't make our traditional Thanksgiving recipes with all the fat and all the butter and all the salt and everything that makes it good. And it, I mean, it's one day, right? But that's thanksgiving. If we're talking about the holidays, that is many many days. That is many days that can add up to really entrenched bad habits if you totally throw everything out the window. So, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, throw all of your health out the window, but I'm not going to either tell you that you have to be on some kind of regimented restrictive, you know, exercise program and diet idea. You know, for sure, I'm not going to try to tell you that because it is a crazy time of year. It's a different time of year. And I I think we have feasts and we have fasting in the church. And that's because it's good for us as human beings. We're built for that. We're built for times of feasting and times of fasting. So for sure, Christmas holidays are a time of feasting. Um, but that doesn't mean you you must feast every moment of every day. You know, I'm not going to tell you not to, that you can't have a cookie, but I'm not, I'm also not going to tell you that you can have 47 cookies every day and washing them down with eggnog and, and then you're still going to be okay. Like this is, you know, let's, let's, let's aim for some form of moderation here. So I'm just going to encourage you a few different ways to think about taking care of your health in the coming days as things get crazy, as things get busy and it's easy to kind of let those things go by the wayside. The first one, and this is an, a number one thing that for me I struggle with, is drink your water. Drink your water put some lemon juice in it if that makes it better. Um, You know, I know some people do like there's a concoction out there that's kind of popular. I saw it on Pinterest where it's like ginger and lemon juice. Um, I haven't tried it, so I can't vouch for it. But it looks like an interesting way to add a little more flavor to your water, maybe encourage you to drink your water. Just keep track of how much you're drinking, because I know if I'm not being deliberate about it, I'll go all day and I will only have had like two cups of coffee and a Diet Coke, you know. And Really, truly, when you get dehydrated, you feel sluggish, you can get a headache. Um, It's not a good thing, and it's not a good thing for your health either. So uh, a number one way that you can make sure that you're feeling good and uh, taking good care of your body through the holidays, and this doesn't have to cut in on any of your fun, is make sure you're drinking your water. I don't have a prescribed amount that you need to be drinking, but I always know I need to be drinking more. So um, drink. make sure you're drinking plenty of water throughout your day. And um, one way to do this, uh, I've found, is keep a bottle of water nearby. And actually use it, actually fill it, actually use it and uh, make, you know, certain times a day where you drink your water, like whether it's, you know, right after breakfast or first thing when you get up in the morning. I know some people drink uh, water first thing in the morning uh, or might be right before lunch. And that could have the added benefit of not overeating at lunchtime because you'll feel a little fuller from the water you drink. whatever it is. I think it's it's helpful to do that. And uh, one other tip that I've read, like for years in women's magazines, is like when you go to a holiday party, drink water Um, for sure. You can have an alcoholic drink or a soda or you know whatever's going to be a treat for you, but alternate each treat kind of drink you have with a full glass of water. And um, that's something that I found is actually a really helpful habit to get into. First of all, you're hydrating yourself, especially if you're drinking alcohol, you are dehydrating yourself. So drinking the water in between is is hydrating, but it just kind of slows down your, your drinking, um, even if it's just drinking of sugary beverages if you're not drinking alcohol. So, I mean, find a way to do that. Maybe even just do that, not necessarily at a party, but throughout your day. Like if you're going to have a cup of coffee, also have a tall glass of water. If you're going to have a Diet Coke, also have a tall glass of water. Are you hearing a theme in my beverages here? (laughs) Alcohol, Diet Coke, and coffee. No, right now I'm actually drinking tea, English breakfast. So there you go. Um, All right. So that's my first tip. Drink your water. Find a way. Make it a habit. Make it part of your routine. Make it easy. Pour out how much water you want to drink in your day and have it on the counter um, so you can see visibly throughout your day how you're doing with your water intake. So find a way to do that. And, and, you know, it's a struggle. (laughs) It truly is. Find a way to flavor it if you want to, or, or whatever. Um, but get, get that water in. All right. Number two, stay active. I mean, you already knew I was going to say this, right? This is on your list, isn't it? Staying active. If you are a regular exerciser and um, you find it hard to keep up your regular exercise routines during the holiday season, I know uh, my time gets crunched and if I'm not getting it in first thing in the morning, and some days I can't get it in first thing in the morning because something else is right there on my schedule first thing in the morning, um, you know, I know that it's hard. It's a busy time of year. And um, you can forgive yourself for not being super hyper regimented about your, your fitness it, during the holiday season. But find a way to stay active. At least get outside and go for a walk or walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes while you're doing something else, doing some work or whatever, um, or taking a phone call. Find a way to move throughout your day. I mean, this is this should be like the girlfriend's motto, like move your body. Because <laughs> I say it pretty much in every episode. But honestly, I really believe in the medicine that moving your body is. It helps you to feel better it, and it maintains your health. So look for a way. I know we're all busy doing different things, but maybe with the list of things you have in your day, this is something I've done very deliberately, especially when I've been pregnant. I don't know, I, when it's like hard for me to be on my feet. I would alternate Activities throughout my day, the, the list of things that I had to do with sitting down activities and more active activities. So you can sit down and fold laundry, you could um, sit down and peel potatoes, or you know whatever it is that's on your list of things that you're doing. You can sit down and do emails, but then we all have more active things. You might be changing sheets on beds, or um, you know cooking dinner where you're standing at the stove, or whatever it is. But look for ways to do that in your day so that you're not spending like seven hours in a row just sitting. So look for ways, if you're working, look for ways inside of your office where you can get up and move on a regular basis, even if it's in a you know kind of forced way where you might have a timer set to ring and you, you get up and you move around, do some stretches, do some jumping jacks, go up and down the stairs, whatever it is. Um, it actually refreshes your mind. So you're not actually going to be all that productive sitting in the same position for six hours straight staring at a computer screen. You know, you need breaks in there. Your mind needs breaks and it. It refreshes your mind and wakes you up, and um, you'll go back with new perspectives. So find a way to get movement in your day. And like I said, you may not have time for your regular workouts. You you may actually have the time, but you're choosing something else. And I mean, to some extent, that's okay. But maybe look and see if maybe you're making excuses for not fitting in a workout in your day for doing other things instead, or for not getting out of bed in the morning to, you know, and putting your sneakers on, whatever it is. But you may be able to fit it in at a different time in your day. If you usually work out in the afternoon, and you're so busy with extra activities and chores and responsibilities and social obligations this time of year, then Maybe you need to look into doing it first thing in the morning, doing it on your lunch break, doing it in the evening, doing it with kids. This is a big one. We talked about this when we were talking um, we had a whole episode about fitting in fitness and making it work for you, like changing your mindset about it. Like If you usually do your workout all by yourself in the basement before the kids get up in the morning or whatever, um, maybe finding a different time in your day if you're having trouble doing that during this busy season. And having your kids join you and, you know, just change your mentality about it. It doesn't have to be exactly the same way or the way that you prefer every single time. This is a time of year where things are crazy and you get things mixed up and that's okay. You know, it's okay to mix things up and try something different and it might just give you a new perspective and it might be fun to try something different. Okay. Also that said, maybe try a different kind of workout that doesn't feel quite so daunting to you. Cause a lot of us are kind of running on um, low low amounts of energy especially these busy days where we've got so many extra things that we're doing and maybe it just feels daunting to you like I cannot possibly go out and run 5 miles right now there you know and when normally maybe that was something you could do or I can't possibly do that like heavy weights workout right now you just it feels like too much Maybe, you know, tempt yourself with an easier workout or what seems like an easier workout, like a stretching routine or um, something smaller or a a 10 minute workout. There are a million of them on YouTube. Just just search and find one that suits you. Um, But, you know, kind of vary what you're doing. Don't don't have the one mentality like I didn't get in my one workout the way that I usually do it. And so forget it. You know, be flexible about it and maybe there's something else that's going to work going to fit for you and just keep you moving through the days ahead All right. Number three. This is what i'm saying to my kids all the time Wash your hands Wash your hands. Oh my gosh. I am a huge fan of hand sanitizer I know some people aren't because they say it's like building super germs or something But I just can't get past like Is the flu on my hands and if I use that sanitizer will it kill it and I won't get the flu uh, then I'm using it. <laughs> so any scientists out there want to, want to debunk that for me? Feel free. In the meantime, I'm using my hand sanitizer. We have it in our cars. And every time we go out, um, the kids are just the kids and I and Dan are in the habit of when we get back to the car after we've been in a store in the library, wherever we've been, school, you just hit that hand sanitizer. And but the part about washing your hands is, hand sanitizer isn't some, you know, amazing thing that that is ideal. What's ideal is washing your hands with soap and water because that removes everything. And there's things like the norovirus. If you've ever had the norovirus, you will live the rest of your days in terror of ever getting it again. It is a violent stomach illness. Um, and that it survives hand sanitizer. So always keeping that in mind, um whenever we've been out and and I do periodically throughout the day, of course, when you're using the bathroom, you'll wash your hands and get your kids in that habit, but then also other points in your day like before you before you prepare a meal or um but when you get back into the house after being out running errands, wash your hands. Just get in that habit. And I'm constantly telling my kids this, like use soap, don't just hit that hand sanitizer wash your hands and you'll stay healthier. Are you afraid of the flu? I think we should do a whole show about the flu. (laughs) In fact, I did a show in my first, I think it was my first year recording the podcast. Um, I got the flu horribly, even though I'd had the flu shot and even though I was washing my hands. So, you know, it's not foolproof. Um, and I, I recorded one episode. Oh, my gosh. It would be so funny to go back and listen to it because my voice was horrible. I thought I was feeling pretty okay and I could actually do a podcast, but I was—I sounded horrible. Anyway, I live in fear of the flu. It's actually been really bad for our family a few different years, and um, especially when my son Ambrose is at home who has cystic fibrosis, so he really needs to avoid flu illness Um like that year, a couple of years ago when I recorded the podcast with the flu, I quarantined myself in my house. <laughs> I did not come out of my room and I did manage to keep the rest of my family from getting the flu. So you can do that. Um, anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but that's part of how you can take care of yourself through the holiday season and stay healthy is being in that habit of washing your hands. But more than that, and this is the other thing I'm always telling my kids, you guys are like my kids, right? I can, I can nag you. I can lecture you. (laughs) No, I'm only doing it because I need it as much as you do. But I'm also always reminding my kids and myself, especially when you're out, like in a store or something, be aware of not touching your face. Sometimes we're in a habit of like, you put your finger in your mouth or rub your eyes or whatever. Don't touch your face, with your hands, because who knows what's on your hands, especially if you're in a public space or um, in a workplace or in a school or whatever, like get, get out of that habit of ever touching your face, especially this time of year when there's so much out there that you can catch. All right. Number four, my tip for staying healthy through the holidays is get your rest, get up at a reasonable time, get to bed at a reasonable time. And I know it's not always possible because there are things going on. There are parties, there are cookie swaps, there are kids activities and extra stuff, holiday gatherings with family. I get that. But during those days where maybe you're not getting all the rest that you need at night, take a nap. Maybe you're not going to fall asleep 100% or, you know, maybe you will, but even just taking 15 minutes and lying down in a quiet dark room is very restful and it's good for you. It de-stresses you. So find a way to get the rest that you need, even if you're not getting eight hours every night. Um, You know, you can get rest during the day. You could get up a little bit later, maybe allow yourself to do that. You could go to bed a little earlier. Um, I, sometimes it's just about changing your mindset about going to bed and about getting the rest that you need. We talked about this when we, in our recent episode about you need more sleep, right? Where sometimes we get in that mentality where it's like, oh, I need to stay up because this is my time. This is my fun time. I'm going to watch Netflix or cruise Instagram or whatever you're doing, Um But change your mindset and like, say like, I get to go to bed early. Like it's a treat because it is, it feels so good at the end of a long day to get into bed and rest and savor that rest. So find a way to be getting the rest that you need might mean saying no to some things. It might mean that. you got to be reasonable about your own stamina and what your family can put up with. So getting your rest and also making sure your family's getting their rest, kids especially. We're good about making sure kids get their naps in, but this time of year can be really hard. Um, But I always found it was helpful when I had little kids because it was kind of a built-in quiet time in our day. And we need that. Even as grownups, we need that. So even if you don't have a toddler in your life right now who needs a nap in the afternoon, maybe look for a way to have some quiet time in your afternoon. Maybe if you're working, maybe taking a break around three or so. Um, Or if you're at home, it's easy to kind of set your schedule and your kids' schedule so that you have a quieter time. Maybe just uh, call it reading time where you're, you're quietly reading for an hour or so in the afternoon. Just getting that rest in is really helpful. It doesn't always have to be like eight solid hours of sleep you know, straight in a row at night. But think about ways to get rest during the day too. All right. Number five, we got to talk about food, right? Balance your sugar intake. I cannot believe the different kinds of sugar, all the different varieties of sugar that are available this time of year. Everywhere you look, like at the post office, I was mailing a package and there's just a giant pile of chocolates there and the lady's like have some I'm like no <laughs> but I mean, that's happening everywhere right what if we said yes to every single opportunity we had but to think about the mental energy that it takes to keep saying no to all of those little treats that are around every corner but really taking in too much sugar will um will weaken your immune system and of course it can add up to extra weight it can make you feel not so good it can make you sluggish once that sugar high wears off we all know the negative effects of sugar so if you're going to indulge in some treats i just want to encourage you to be choosy about it sometimes we kind of get in that holiday mentality like i have to have all the things it's a christmas cookie so of course i have to eat it because it's christmas well are you actually going to enjoy it you know maybe not i remember this about um of all things candy corn like one year I don't know, it was probably about four years ago now, I came to the realization, like, I don't even like candy corn. Why do I eat it every year? <laughs> you know, like, I don't I don't like it. And just realizing that and kind of speaking that out loud kind of gave me permission. Like, I don't have to eat candy corn because it's October. I don't care for it. And there are probably things about Christmas treats that you enjoy more than others um, and focus on those. Maybe be a little bit choosy and it'll make those treats all the more enjoyable because if you're just like, you know, all day onslaught of junk food that you're feeding yourself, none of it's going to feel very special and you're not going to actually enjoy any of it. Um, And you don't have to just you don't have to eat the stuff just because it's there, just because it's offered to you. So choose things. Be a little bit choosy. Choose treats that you'll actually enjoy. I'm not saying don't have treats during the holiday season, but choose something you can enjoy. And then some other tips are um, start out every meal with like fruits and vegetables. I think that's really helpful. And it's something I do with my own kids. And then as a result with myself is like before dinner, put out a vegetable tray. My kids love it when I do this. When I'll put out vegetables with some kind of a dip, they will eat a ton of it. And I don't care if they eat less of their dinner because they ate a ton of vegetables. That's great. Um, and we can give ourselves that kind of discipline too, like eating vegetables first, maybe filling your plate with vegetables first before the other stuff. Um, and and then sometimes too, I wanna mention this, when it comes to certain kinds of treats, you know yourself better than anybody. You know When you have that first, whatever it is, a piece of fudge or a piece of candy or an eggnog or whatever, you know what things you can't say no to, right? Sometimes it's easier to say no altogether than it is to try to moderate your intake of certain kinds of foods. So if you know yourself and you're like, if I eat one of those cookies, I'm going to have a hundred. If you know that about yourself, then maybe decide to have a different treat um altogether and avoid that one if you're not feeling like you're gonna be able to control yourself with that that one thing. Um, you know, just have a little bit of self-knowledge going into different kinds of holiday situations where you know there are gonna be different kinds of food indulgences. And I'm not saying don't enjoy any of it. Definitely you should enjoy some of it, but just have a plan in place. Um, Also, when you're invited somewhere, this is another one of those like family circle magazine tips that I've read for over the years, millions of times, but it actually works. If you're invited somewhere and you're bringing something, bring a food that um, is going to be a little bit healthy for you. So you'll know at least one option is going to be there. Like if you're not eating any carbs, then bring a carb-free option. If you are trying to limit how much sugar you're eating, bring something that's low in sugar. Um, something that you can feel good about having, then you'll know there's a reasonable option that's going to be available to you there at the party. It might not be the only thing you eat at the party, but at least it will be there. So that's one way. And I think other people will be grateful that you did that. So um, it's kind of a, a good way to do that. Um, also maybe change your mentality a little bit about what can be a treat, especially this time of year. There's so many sights and smells that are delicious and you don't have to eat them to enjoy them. Like a a hot bath maybe would be fun for you, an indulgence for you. Maybe a, a hot cup of tea or something like that that can feel more like an indulgence and it doesn't have to be like A giant piece of fudge cake or something. Um, You know, look for different ways to indulge. And then you won't necessarily show up to those situations where there are treats available feeling so needy and like, I deserve this and it's Christmas time and I'm going to have this, you know. Um, Some extent of that is okay. But balance your sugar intake by maybe being a little bit less needy in those moments by indulging and caring for yourself in other ways. All right, I've got just two more. Number six, take a break. That Part of this is getting the rest you need, right? Um, But I really wanna talk about planning some quiet in your life. This time of year is so noisy. And I know, if you have kids, you can only control their excitement levels so much. And I know over the years, like the decibel level in our house has really increased (laughs) as we near the holidays, you know? And and this year and in recent years, as kids come home from college, there's just so much more commotion, so much more stuff going on, and it's hard to find some quiet in your day. But find a way to do that. Maybe it'll be early in the morning before anybody else gets up, but having that kind of peace and restfulness is really important. Next week's show I've already planned out is going to be about finding peace at Christmas, ways that you can find peace at Christmas. And it's gonna be all about that. But in the meantime, I want you to focus on finding ways to just have a little bit more quiet in your life. Maybe you'll make a time to go and make a, a visit or a holy hour. When my life is especially frenzied and busy and crazy and noisy, I always find it so, you know, so refreshing to go into a church, a quiet church, and just close the door and sit there and just bask in that silence. Even if it's just for five minutes, it can really soothe your soul, especially during this frenzied time of year then when you've got a lot of crazy stuff going on. Take a break. Find a way to take a break in your day. Take a break and just listen to nothing. Enjoy that silence. It's a beautiful thing to do this time of year, especially. All right, the last thing I wanna mention with regard to your health, is through the holiday season, be aware of your body. Sometimes we get stressed and the last thing we even can think about is whether or not we're hungry and sometimes you'll forget to eat lunch or something because of it. Um, Be aware of your body. Be in tune with your body to know when you're hungry, to know when you're tired, to know about taking care of some of your most basic needs, to know when you've been sitting too long. Just kind of cultivate that habit of being aware of yourself, being kind of checking in with yourself. Because sometimes when we get busy and distracted, that goes out the window. And then, you know, all of a sudden (laughs) it's like days later and we haven't eaten a decent meal and we haven't gotten a good night's rest and we're miserable. You're going to make yourself miserable. If you really want to enjoy the holiday season, then find a way to make sure that some of your basic needs and a lot of them we've listed here today are getting met. Find a way to treat yourself like you are a baby. You know, we care for our kids all the time. We care for their basic physical needs. And we're aware of what their basic physical needs are. And that's part of what we teach our kids, frankly. You know, have you ever had a, a screaming toddler and you're like, oh, you're so tired. And they're like, I am not tired. But you're, you're teaching them, you're like, you know, what's going on, This what this feels like. This is called exhaustion. This is overwhelm, you know. Um, but be kind to yourself in that same way. Take care of yourself the way that you take care of your kids. And be in tune with whether or not you're hungry, whether or not you're tired, whether or not you're getting the rest you need, whether or not you need a little more quiet in your day. So just be in tune with that and be aware of yourself. All right. Those are my tips for staying healthy through the holidays. See, none of them too hard to do, right? All of them adjustable to what your goals are. So just to review, they are drink water, stay active, wash your hands, get your rest, balance your sugar intake, take a break and be aware of your body. Those are just some of my ideas, but I would love to hear from you. You know I always love your feedback on what we talk about here at Girlfriends. You can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always included in the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends podcast over at ascensionpress.com. I would love to hear from you. Give me your ideas. Share with me how you are staying healthy through the holidays. Don't go anywhere, we're gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back.
1: Reading the Bible is something we as Catholics know we should do, but let's be honest, it can be kind of complicated. Even though it's a complete story, the Bible isn't really one book. It's more like a library with dozens of books and dozens of genres. There's poetry, prophecy, and prose. There are apocalypses and revelations historical accounts and allegories. No wonder it's difficult to keep a finger on the story of God's love and plan of salvation for his people, the thread that keeps all of it together. If you're wishing there was a simple guide to help you tie all of this together, then you're just like Jeff Cavins and Tim Gray. That's why they wrote the book, Walking with God. Walking with God is a single book that traces the story that ties the Bible together. It helps you to understand the big picture of the Bible. If you're looking to read more of the Bible, Walking with God will help you do it with confidence, peace, and clarity. You can find out more and order Walking with God on ascensionpress.com or on Amazon.
0: All right, we're going to be sharing just a little bit of feedback here. I have a reader question, but before that, I just want to mention quickly that if you are interested in having me come speak to your group, your event, your women's conference, your parish event, if you're interested in having me come to your community to either speak or to put on a half-day women's retreat, you're worth it or you are enough. You can get information about that at my website, daniellebean.com retreat, for information about the retreat, daniellebean.com speaking for information about having me come to your community as a speaker. I still have some dates that are available in Lent. I'm filling up through 2019. I love to plan these things ahead and make it happen for you. I would love to come and meet you and learn more about the women in your community. So you can connect with me at daniellebean.com. Okay. Um, I do have an email here that I'm going to share. Just a, a quick email from listener Amy, who sent this this week. She says, Hi, Danielle. I really enjoy listening to your podcasts and have found them to be most helpful. I'm a young mom of four kiddos and would really like to get back into running. I know that you've mentioned on the podcast that you do run and have eight kids. Any tips or tricks on reconditioning the pelvic floor? This is intense. Thanks so much. God bless, Amy. Well, Amy, I want to thank you for your question. I love running. I've always been a runner, like all through high school. I ran on the cross-country team. Um, and it, it's always been an important part of my life. But when I was where you are with four little kids, and I know there are women who who run all through all the ages and stages of motherhood. But I want to share with you this, because um, it, it running may or may not be a good fit for you right now. Um that I didn't run at all during that time. I tried to um, over the years when I was pretty much pregnant or nursing a baby, <laughs> pretty much nonstop for a lot of years there. Um, during those times, I did try to run at some points and I really suffered a lot, not because of pelvic floor issues. I know that's an issue for a lot of women. Um, it That wasn't an issue for me, but for me it was my joints and, I had never had joint issues before. I never had any problems with my joints running. Um, But I really, I would, I almost became like, I remember one day going out, I had been running several times that week in the morning and I went out one morning and I could barely even walk on the road, Never mind run. My knees were like swollen and hurting. And so I went to the doctor and, um, it was my OBGYN who was like, you know what, um, Your hormones affect your joints. So when you're pregnant, your hormones loosen your joints. And I I wasn't previously aware of this. I guess it's to um, loosen everything up and make room for baby. Um, And he said, I was really damaging myself because my joints were so loosened over such a long period of time that... um, They were really vulnerable to getting kind of smashed through running. And that was what I was experiencing. And he really recommended that I not run. So I used a different kind of exercise, low-impact exercise machine. I think it's still available out there. I used it for years. It's called a Gazelle. And there were all these funny commercials. Oh, my gosh. They were so hilarious. Anyway, um, you can look that up if you want. It's a low-impact kind of aerobic exercise. Anyway, um, so, you know, that something like that might actually be better for you. Um, I'm not positive. I'm no kind of expert on pelvic floor issues. But something low-impact like that. Um, And then just know, like, this is a season. This is a time that, you know, if running isn't going to work out for you, and I would recommend you just talk to your doctor about it. Don't feel like you have to push it. Like, it has to be running or it's nothing. For sure, walking is a great exercise. There are different kinds of um, weightlifting that you might try. Um and, and, like I said, other kinds of low impact exercises that you can do um I would really just encourage you to look into those options i I hesitate to encourage women who experience you know physical problems because of their motherhood in in running to feel like you have to be some kind of a hardcore runner. I mean that time may come you know your body changes and and heals and um all different ways. Um, but especially if you're going to have any more children or whatever, um, you just recognize this is a season of your life where maybe hardcore running in sounds like maybe you've did that in the past, um, is, is not going to be something that's going to be a good fit for you right now. Um, and I know some women do without any issues and that's great, but it sounds like you are having some issues. So I would, I would encourage you, Amy, to talk to your doctor about it, um, And then engage in some kind of a fitness activity that's going to feel good for you. And that's low impact. Give yourself permission to do that, especially people who've been like competitive runners in the past. I think it can be hard to get out of that competitive mentality. I for sure ran into that years ago. Huh? Funny, ran into um, where I was running races and I was really just working on getting my mile time down. And I mean, it was okay. But I really did um, end up injuring myself during that time. Uh, I will never be down to that mile time again. (laughs) I won't share it because I will never be there again. Um, But I kind of had to make peace with the idea that what am I doing this for? Like I had to pull myself back out of it and say – I'm not going to be some, you know, Olympic runner. So why is this so important? And yes, it's good to set goals and that can be very motivating for some people, but it reached a point where it was like, it was too competitive of a mentality for me. I ran this one 5K and I was like angry at the people pushing their little babies in the strollers at the starting line. Like, get out of my way, I'm going to PR, you know? And It was like a crazy psycho thing. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm not saying you're doing that, Amy, <laughs> but I am saying that, you know, Think about your mentality toward exercise. And what I had to do at that point was stop racing at all and just regroup and say, why am I running? Why am I exercising at all? And do I want to continue to do this for the long term? Do I want this to be part of my life when I'm much older? And the answer is yes. So let's adjust what our expectations are a little bit. Let's think more about the long term and what our goals are for fitness um, and, and what's reasonable to expect of ourselves, you know. Um, I think some of the fitness industry, when you get into it, like you know, some of those programs, P90X and whatnot, um, whatever's whatever's popular these days. I know it's not P90X. Um, they they sometimes encourage that kind of crazy over the top mentality. And that can be helpful and it can be motivating. It can be fun. But be aware of how you respond to those kinds of things. Um, If you tend to be super competitive and maybe you're going to go overboard and maybe injure yourself, it's, it's truly not worth that. Fitness is supposed to be an enjoyable part of your life. That's going to be part of your life for the long term. And the way you do that is by being moderate in your expectations and setting reasonable goals for yourself. So I don't know how helpful that is, Amy, because you're asking specifically about reconditioning the pelvic floor. I don't have tips or tricks for that, but your doctor might be able to help you. And if anybody listening has experienced running after babies and dealt with pelvic floor issues and you have some tips you want to share with Amy, please do write in danielle at daniellebean.com Or you can leave me a voicemail just by recording on your phone and then sending it to me at that email address. Thanks so much for your feedback, Amy. And I want to thank you too for being here. And thank you, those of you who have been joining our Facebook group. If you're not already a member of our Girlfriends Podcast Facebook group, You need to get over there. It's a great way for us to connect even outside of the podcast in real ways. Great way for you to connect with other people who are listening, who share your background, your perspective, your values a lot of the times. If you listen to Girlfriends, you know we have a certain number of things in common. And it's been great getting to know some of you a little bit more through that Facebook group. So if you want to join, you do have to request to join It's a private group, a closed group on Facebook. So if you join, people can see that the group exists and that you've joined. But if they're not a member of the group, they can't see anything that you post there. So if you'd like to be a part of that part of the Girlfriends community, check us out. Make your request over at facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends podcast. And that link is always in the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast over at ascensionpress.com. But in the meantime, I want to thank those of you who've sent in feedback. I want to thank those of you. Some of you have sent me private questions. I always appreciate that. I'm so honored and privileged that you consider me any kind of a resource for you in that way. And so any questions you have, you can always email me. You can always reach out. I'm always willing to keep our conversations private if that's what you prefer. And know that I'm praying for you guys. I pray for you guys every week before and after and throughout the week as I'm seeing connections and conversations through the Girlfriends podcast. So know that I am praying for you and I am grateful for your presence here, for your participation in the Girlfriends community. Thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.